Pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's winter. February, what is it? February 4th. It's winter. And here in Ohio, people, boy, they're panicked. You know, it's like they're surprised when it snows and it Freezing rain, a surprise, big news, always happens. Well, we're in a little bit of a lockdown around here. Didn't get, got a lot of uh, freezing rain. We didn't get a lot of snow here where, where I live, here in, all, here in central Ohio, in Newark area. Didn't get much. And uh, golly, I've been getting reports, people losing their power. Betty, I don't know if Betty can be with us. She's lost her power, other people. It's winter. It's what to be expected and use it as a dry run to figure out what happens if, if the grid goes down at any time. Hey, listen, you guys amaze me. I want all of you to know that uh, how do how do I want to I want to say this in a way that doesn't doesn't sound phony, okay? I just appreciate those of you out there who generously give, and you give all you give all the time. You keep us up and running running here. Uh, I can't think of the last time really. I shouldn't say this except I just try being an honest guy. I can't think of the last time I was really worried about. About money. Oh, we're gonna have enough money to pay this. But I I can't remember the last time. And uh, I just thank all. I thank all of you. We try to spend it judiciously and wisely. And yesterday we raised just online about four thousand dollars for Ben Davis. I'm gonna send him out. Send him out a check today. And uh, I've just. I think some of you. Uh, I think some of you probably have maybe redirected some of your tithe money away from your church. And uh, just remember this: we're all supposed to be given. We're all supposed to. And even if you're not part of a church anymore, doesn't mean you're not supposed to be filling the storehouse. And that's what I like best about, about y'all and best about what we're doing here. We are a storehouse. You, we, we lay a need out there. You guys meet the need. We send it out. And I just want to let you, I don't talk about it much how, much, how much I appreciate you guys doing that. But it was really stepped to the plate yesterday. That's just, I don't know how many checks are coming in the mail. And I told Ben that, uh, you know, we, we'd get it all to him here at the, uh, as it, as it rolls in. So I'm going to send him out a check today for about four grand and uh, there'll be more that'll be coming his way. So uh, God bless all of you stepping forward. We have to, man, we got, we got to help one another, man. We just, we just got to do it. So I want to, I'm looking at my notes here. I uh, just want to, I want to thank all of you for being so faithful. And uh, those who have given to Josh Mana as well. I'm sorry, Jason, man, I always get those two. Jackie's son who was fell out of the tree. And, you know, I, 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 I uh, pass the salt stuck uh, a donation in there today as well. And um, he ain't heavy. Excuse me. He's my brother, right? We, we got to help one another. Hey, I'm going to speak at Pastor Mike Spalding's church in Lima, Ohio, this Sunday. Anybody out in that area would love to come and join us? I think it starts at 10 o'clock. Uh, Pastor Mike invited Michelle and I to come, and we look forward, forward to being there. Nine o'clock today, Ohio Brett is sitting in again for John Diamond. Brett's doing a Brett's doing a really, really good job. Uh, uh, he is doing a real go- good job. I'm going, to, I'm going to show you something in a minute here in just a second. And I'm going to join Brett at 930 as well. 
And then tomorrow, JR has his show that comes on at 10 o'clock. Uh, JR, I don't know if you're out there, JR. I mean, I know you're out there. I always forget where to have how to get on get on your show. JR is tomorrow at uh, 10 o'clock. He'll come in here, maybe put something in the chat for us here. And um, what else there? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, February 9th. Uh, we've been... We've been kind of dragging our feet on this because we couldn't find a location. If you could, Jonathan, pull up uh, uh, the email that says uh, Dublin event. Dublin event. Pull that thing up for us if you could. Uh, next Wednesday, if you can make it a little bit larger for us. Now, I've, I, I've, uh, I personally emailed some of you and texted some of you. Folks, Carrie, Dr. Carrie Madej is going to be in town next Wednesday. A free presentation at uh, uh, we just got the event. That's why it says a private event in Powell High. It's, it's at a, uh, it's at the golf. It's not. In fact, it's not even on here. If uh, you're interested in going, I have I have uh, secured a couple tables at the event, and you're local and you'd like to go. It says Coach Dave, Pastor Casper McLeod. Uh, I have an association with the Pastor. He knows Carrie, Carrie, and Pastor are friends. But Dr. Carrie Maday is going to be in town speaking about vaccines. Six o'clock meet and greet, seven to ten, uh, seven to nine p.m. in Powell, Ohio, at the Scioto Country Club. I think it is. I'll, if you're interested in going, email me. Say, say, Coach, I'd love to go. In fact, Emma, I tried to send an invitation to you. I didn't have. I sent it out some personal. Emma, I, for some reason, I couldn't find you in my phone. So, love for you and Tom to be able to come. Anybody interested who would like to be able to be there? I have a free seat. Now, listen. Yes, we'll probably ask for a donation at the end. You don't have to give. You do not have to give. We've sponsored some tables. You're invited to come if you want to, but you're going to have to email email me and let me know you want to be there. Cool? All right. And then I, then I want last, to do this. Lastcallradio.live. Lastcallradio.live. That's that's uh, JR. Lastcallradio.live. Uh, put up a better place if you could. I just, this, this, this caught me today. I'm not going to talk about this. I got, some, I got something else I want to talk about here. Uh uh, I'm sorry, uh, I didn't. Uh, did you get that, Jonathan? The one that says uh, "in a better place." I just thought this was pretty profound. I got, I, ha- I got to do a teaching on this, folks, because this is lady standing at the, somebody's grave saying, "That's all right, they're in a better place." <laughs> the idea that everybody is going to a better place. I thought this was this was pretty good. Now you've known this, and I'm going to say it to you real quickly, and then I'm going to move on. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody in heaven yet. I don't know if there's anybody in heaven. <laughs> I'm just telling you. No matter what our theology is, uh, I don't know if anybody's in heaven yet because the judgment hasn't come yet, right? How can you be judged at the white throne? How can you be in heaven, go to the white throne judgment, and then be judged? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I wonder if we don't just sleep. I'm not going to do a show on that right now. But everybody's in a better place ain't in a better place. Cool? All right. Let me. Why sports? I hear this all the time. People say, Coach Dave, uh, the ChristianRevolution.com, yada, yada, yada. Why sports? Coach, sports have become an idol, and they're exactly right. Sports have become an idol. Sports have become a, a um, time stealer. Time have, sports have become an energy stealer. In other words, we spend a lot of time, average football games, three, three and a half hours. Sit in front of a TV and watch it. It wastes time, right? But folks, everybody is involved with sports. If you don't get it, you don't get it. So I came, I came across this yesterday. 
Jason Whitlock on sports there, Jonathan, if you can pull that up there. This is about two minutes. But this was really, really, this is really profound. How they have used sports to destroy the American culture. Folks, this is it's about three minutes from Jason Whitlock reveals when sports became uh, what's it say at the bottom of that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, when sports became the target of the left. This is really good. Go ahead and play it real quickly. Put it at 1.5 speed if you can. Sports are basically the only way to reach a massive audience on live television. Yes. Uh, it used to be the TV show Dallas or Hill Street Blues. or what, They could all reach pretty substantial audiences because of DVRs and just people watch TV when they want. They fast forward through commercials. But the only way for advertisers to reach a large amount of viewers and have them captured is through live sports. And so once that became the reality, sports became more of a target of the left in terms of if you want to reach a large segment of Americans and move them politically or whatever message you want to get out, it really has to be done through sports. You have to have an alliance with the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball. And so sports became a target. And people on the left realized that sports had been a pretty conservative endeavor messaging the values in sports aligned with conservatism uh sports tied to religion coaches pray before and after the games lead the team and i think the left figured out that no we have to move and change sports if we're going to get our message out in a big way and so you know it started before this but i i said early on in 2016 when kaepernick started kneeling like he's the trojan horse he's he's going to empower the left to basically take over the sports world and they've done that he changed the entire discussion around sports by kneeling and created the opportunity uh for the sports media to come in behind him and support what he's doing and make it this really polarizing issue that if you don't support kaepernick you're a racist and and th- next thing you know roger goodell and the nfl they start to fold they don't want to be criticized uh by the left by the new york times uh by social media and so they started incorporating all the Black Lives Matters sloganeering and messaging into their endeavors. And so now when you look at the NBA or the NFL, the commercial breaks, uh, the slogans on the back of helmets and on the field, it's all the BLM Marxist stuff, bake right, all the leftist stuff baked right into the games. And they're using sports to move people politically uh, and, and to redefine American patriotism. And, and so sports used to be this great celebration of the best values of Americana. And now they've turned it into a platform for the very wealthy athletes to wag their finger at America and say, you know, you've screwed over black people and people of color, you've screwed over the gay community, you've screwed over everybody. Uh, it's been pretty brilliant the way sports have been manipulated. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Hey, click here. Okay, 75%. I just checked this out. 75% of the NFL is black, 75%. NBA, I believe, is even higher than that. And I thought what Jason Whitlock said is brilliant of how they have used sports to infiltrate and influence America. I'd never I'd never really ever thought about that. BLM, all those guys are so involved and woke. And wait till you see what's going to be on the Super Bowl halftime show, right? Churches are tuning into the halftime show. They're having a halftime or, uh, Super Bowl parties, all stuff, yada, yada, yada. So let me, let me take you to another direction then, okay? Because, <clears throat> again, there's a pushback that's coming. This is supposed to be a open line Friday or flea flicker Friday. Give me a chance to spill a couple things on you real quickly. Uh, if you would, uh, Jonathan, bring up Ira, Iowa girl runner. I saw this last night. Opinion. This is out of the Des Moines Register, just a little little local, local newspaper. An opinion from 
Ainsley Erzin. She wrote an open letter. This young, this girl uh, won the state championship, set a national record in, I believe it was, yeah, the 800-meter run. Fastest woman ever to run an 800-meter in the state of Iowa, a state record. And she had the stones to speak out against, well, you know what, right? Transgenderism in sports, Okay. So I, I want to read some, just scroll on down a little bit more, because I want to read some of the statistics in here. See, folks, this is so, this is so truthy. They hate truth. That's why they, did you say, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Brian Stel- Stelter at CNN was making fun of Joe Rogan, that Joe Rogan's not an official reporter and he's misinformation. See, the same thing, right? Uh, Dr. Fauci's a real doctor. Dr. Paul Gossam isn't a real doctor. This is how the game is played, right? The the media lines up with one side, and they ride that horse. They ride that horse. By the way, Jeff Zuckerberg, let me tell you something. Him quitting at uh, CNN, it's not about an affair. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Something's about to come out. It's going to rock the world. I don't know what it is. I want to rock the world. Okay, so look. Let me read this. If you can make it a little bit larger, Jonathan, this is this is so this is so profound from an eighteen-year-old girl. She says, "This summer, I won the eight hundred-girl meter high school national championship in track, and I broke the Ohio State the Iowa State record. It was such an honor." Yada yada yada. Uh, the women that I followed. That being said, my time of two minutes and six seconds and 50, two minutes six dash fifty-two, the time that made me the fastest Iowa high school female runner of all time, earned me a national record, was easily beat by 85 high school boys at the boys' meet. (laughs) Are you getting this? She won, set a record, and 85 boys at the Iowa high school track meet alone, 85 of them would have beat her. Okay. (laughs) Just in our small state of Iowa, the results of the relays, yada, yada. The same year, a time of 2013 enough, She's talking about the year before. The time of 213 was enough to make me the 800-meter Drake champion. The slowest boy was 10 seconds faster than me. <laughs> are, you, are you getting a picture here? She said, that, but I don't need to explain this to you. Iowa track officials already know there are huge biological differences between boys and girls. This is an 18-year-old girl writing this, friends. Why else would the 2021 girls' blue standard, the automatic qualifying time, have been 2.16 for girls? Just to qualify, you had to run a 2 minute 16 seconds, while the boys was 1 minute and 56 seconds. In order to qualify as a boy, you had to run 1, point, one minute and 56 seconds. But girls, 20 seconds slower got you qualified. Slide on down a little bit more there, Jonathan. This is, pretty, this is very profound. These numbers should end any dispute. There's no explanation for the performance gap except for biological differences. In fact, it is on on their own websites that I was able to find them myself. But here we are. They they need to protect girls' sports. Okay, he says, watch this now, friends. This is from an 18-year-old girl. Could Could the media go out and find this? Could the government go out and find this? Could the Ohio High School Athletic Association go out and find this? Could Congress go out and find this? Next year, I'll be attending the University of Arkansas to continue my track. Uh, this women's 800-meter school record is two minutes and one second. For men, it's one minute and 44 seconds. For women's 200-meter record, it's 
Men, why it's 19.8. Women's 5,000, 15.25. Men, 13.2. The list goes on and on. Bottom line, an elite male college athlete will beat any elite female college runner every single time. But the issue is bigger than men. It's bigger than school sports. So let's take a look at some of the best in the world. And then she goes out and lays out how the boys are, we all know. See, it's like, it's like we do this. We like, we pretend that men and women are equal. We just pretend they are. Because it makes everybody feel good when the statistics and their own statistics and their own writings prove that men and women are not equal. Now, friends, why? Because there is a physical difference between a man and a woman, this 17-year-old senior in Iowa tells us, right? But yet we are all part of this woke, woke culture where we believe that Myra can jump as high as whoever, some man, right? Myra can't. She can't do it. Why? Well, she's got short legs. She uh, doesn't have any testosterone. And she doesn't have the strength. And her body is not designed to explode in the way that a man's body. Folks, what, what is wrong with us? But hey, but Myra can give birth, and, so, and no dude can. So that's Myra, that's but Vinny, they're trying to change that as well, though, aren't they? They're trying to make it so the men can give birth. Hey, frick, friends, look, this is going on in a society where all of us are supposed to have some freaking common sense, and we don't even have common sense. And some seventeen-year-old in Iowa goes out and spells out why men and women cannot be in the same race together, and why a transgender male is still a male. If a 17-year-old girl can figure it out, Dr. Paul, why can't 45-year-old men figure it out, folks? This is, this, is, this is the brainwashing that's going on, see? This is, what, this is what we're dealing with in every area of our lives. And I will take it back because I believe it to be for the purposeful destruction of the human male. That's what I think. You can argue with me all you want to. That's all they all they want to is to get away. If they can destroy the patriarch system where men are men and women are women, if they can destroy that, we are going to flounder into the mess that we now find ourselves in. This is part of what we're up against, right? Now, the fake equalization of men and women. It's fake. Now, somebody help me. Chad, you're out there. Some Marines out there. Somebody help me. Did the women have to do as many pull-ups as the men to qualify? Did the women have to do as many push-ups? Or did they get to get on their knees and do those push-ups? You know what I'm talking about? Difference between a big boy push-up and a little girl push-up. Which one did they have to do? And so we do all of these things to try to convince us that we are all somehow equal and we are not equal. It's all part of the lie that we all continue to perpetuate. And by the way, it was God himself who made us unequal. See, look, there are things that women can do that men cannot do. And there are things that men can do that women cannot do. And the blending and the mixing of the genders, and I was born that way, and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made this way. Folks, it's the devil is... Okay, I got that off my chest. Come on in, Myra. Good morning, Saints. Morning. Uh, Coach, 
You're right on track. Always I know I am. The lies of the enemy. Um, I just wanted to um, give a report. Um, I received a letter from uh, Tony Spell. And, <coughs> you know, in March 2020, Louisiana Governor John Edwards ordered churches to close. And he continues, as a matter of fact, to threat Pastor Spell as a he he's being treated as a criminal, pretty much. Yes, yes, he's allowed to leave the state. So I say, thank you, Jesus. I know he will. The devil will not get away with it because Psalm one hundred five fifteen reads, "Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets." Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Myra. Uh, I was having a discussion with my wife, forty-two years, and uh, I was following her around yesterday. She probably mad at me. I love you, Michelle. I'm not making fun of you. And I kept pointing out, uh, Michelle verbalizes her thoughts a lot. Some of us never verbalize our thoughts. Michelle does. She verbalizes her thoughts. I'm not making fun of her. I love her the way she is. And I, some, she would verbalize, hey, folks, listen, we're all guilty of this, right? For instance, let me give you an example. People said, uh, I heard somebody say, well, I'm going to go out and go to the store but I'll probably slide into the ditch, right? Because it's icy. I'll, I'll probably slide into the ditch. Or what is it? I'm going to go out and uh, do this, but <laughs> I'll probably come home with a cough. Hey, folks, why do you talk like that? Why do you say like, why, why, do, we, why do we talk like that? What is it in our mind that makes us think that way, right? So I pointed out to Michelle a couple times yesterday, probably more than a couple. We were still speaking when we went to bed. And, and I said to her, hey, Michelle, that's just a weapon that's formed against you. That's all that is. That thought you just repeated, that's just a weapon that's formed against you. And what does the Bible say? It ain't going to prosper. It's not going to do what it was intended to do. It ain't going to work. So quit acknowledging the weapon. <laughs> quit acknowledging the weapon. Or say, well, I'm probably going out there. I'll probably get killed. I walk out that door. I'll probably get killed. Why would you, why would you, what? Why would you say that? But yet we do it all the time, don't we? Oh my goodness. They're probably, oh my God. They're probably going to get a divorce. Why would you ever say that? Why would you ever say that? See, that's how you give life to the thought. You give life to the thought. Now, what do we know? It ain't going to happen. It's not going to prosper. Stop doing it. Stop repeating everything you think. Come on in, Bobby. So for over 15 years, we've had every movie that's come out, we've had a female beating up 15 guys. That's and, right. That's right. Yeah. And on top of that, anybody that knows about wrestling over the, these past uh, three and a half decades, you know who Triple H is. I don't know if people in the Q, Q does, but you, Ronda Rousey, uh, in a recent clip a, a few years back, what, literally in the center of the ring, uh, dropping the bombs on Triple H, beating him back up into the corner. And and, and the American population targeted towards the women believe that. They believe women can really do that. Yeah, well, Bobby, the worst thing is if Triple H had swung back and knocked her down, he'd have really been a villain then, wouldn't he? For he picking on a woman. He would have killed yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, so Bobby, are you mean to tell me that uh, that in, in your self-defense classes, uh, men are stronger than women. You're not telling me that, are you, Bobby? 
No, because I want to be politically correct. I can't. Say okay. That. Okay. Good. 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 You, you you deny the truth, don't you? You deny it. Come on. Come on in, Larry. Yeah. You know, you asked the rhetorical question of why do we do do that stuff? Why do we think that way? And it's really quite simple. It's because somewhere in our upbringing, we got the instilled in us that we don't want to stick out. We don't want to be different. We don't want people to be looking at us all the time. But once you become a new creation in Christ Jesus, if you don't want people to be seeing the Jesus in you, then you're probably denying him in your life. Amen, Larry. From, hey, from the, from the article up on the screen, Serena Williams is arguably, this is from a 17-year-old girl. Serena Williams is arguably the best female athlete of all time in any sport. But when questioned on how she would feel about taking on her male counterparts, her answer was brutally honest. Men's tennis and women's tennis are almost two different sports, she said. If I were to play Andy Murray, I would lose 6-0 in five to six minutes, maybe 10 minutes. The men are a lot faster. They serve harder. They hit harder. I love to play women's tennis, and I only want to play girls because I don't want to be embarrassed. And see, we lower the standards so the girls don't get embarrassed. Craig, come on in the map. Well, if you remember this weekend, uh, Tracy and uh, Fidel, Fidel was in the hospital, and they were saying, well, you're going to die if you don't take this and do this. And she told them, she says, you will not tell my husband he will die. And I got up and I said, Proverbs 18.21, Tracy, death and life are in the power of the tongue. We're in the power of the tongue. As a man speaketh, so is he. As a man speaketh in his heart, so is he. Scroll down a little bit, Matt, then I'll bring you in here. Scroll, scroll down there. So let's take a look at the U.S. women's soccer team. In 2017, the most decorated team in the world with four Olympic gold medals and four World Cup, world Cup championships played a boys 15-under team from Dallas to prepare for a game against the Russians. And what happened? The 15 and under boys won 5-2 to two against four Olympic gold medals. <laughs> oh, don't you hate facts? Come on in, Matt. This is from a 17-year-old girl. Yeah, that is, that's, that's brilliant. There's no doubt about that. Um, what you talked about a little bit ago, Dave, about, you know, the power of the tongue and um, speaking against yourself, that same thing, back in 2008 and 9 cost me $150,000. Oh, man. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Until that was real money, That's real money, Matt. That's real money. And it was the power of my tongue, my damn tongue, that caused me to lose $150,000. Hell of a story, but that's the truth. Okay, folks, I'm telling you, don't. That needs, to be, that, needs to be, that needs to be preached more and more and more. David, it's never preached in the church that I've ever heard. But you bringing this up, hopefully the hundreds of people that are listening to this show are really going to take a good, serious, hard look at what they say about things. If you contradict yourself, you're going to lose. Because what you believe in your heart comes out of your mouth. So when Declan, our grandson, was spending those 47 days in the NIC unit, the, you know, our little grandson, every time somebody would say, oh, hey, the doctors say this, and the doctors, I always said, no, 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 no. He's fearfully and wonderfully made. I counter, folks, that's what it means to take captive every thought. Here's what the devil says about it. Here's what the devil says about it. What am I going to say about it? Am I going to agree with the devil? Or am I going to say what the Lord says about it? 
And Lord says he is fearfully and wonderfully made. Fearfully and wonderfully made. And so uh, we do it. We all do it, friends. We all do it. And I just said to my loving wife the other day, I said, will you just stop saying that? Think it all you want, but just stop saying it. Folks, this is so important. Janine, come in. I'm getting back to the sports and um, I think of the coliseums and um, not only have we made sports, you know, upside down, but just think about the workplaces. I personally don't think a woman should be in um, a firefighter. If I'm in a, I mean, my father-in-law was a firefighter. And let me tell you, if a burning building is is happening and they got to carry out a man, I don't think unless she's built like a football player, she's going to be able to do it or hold that hose when the pressure's going, even a police officer, I find women, I don't mind them being one, but I don't think they need to be out in the streets or, or driving. It's, they just Janine, it's cr- ridiculous. It, it's crazy. How about this one, Janine? I was out the other, I don't know, it's been a week ago maybe now. I was out with my son-in-law. We were doing, I had to, I had to lift something. We had to lift something, right? Now, my son-in-law, Morgan, he's about 6'4", 230 pounds. I mean, he's built, right? And so... We get down and lift that thing up. And he said to me, hey, don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get it. And he reached down and he picked that thing up because I'm 69 freaking years old, right? Now, should I say, no, 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 no. Don't discriminate against me. Don't you dare discriminate against me. I used to lift like that. I can lift it. See, that isn't even the point. Not can you lift it. Should I lower the standard for you to be able to lift it? What, could I say I lifted it if I went and got a jack and I jacked it up? So, oh, yes, yeah, you did do it, didn't you? Yeah, well, you're just, as, you're just as strong as me. Folks, these are all part of these stinking lies. We just, we have. Uh, Amen. They pass pass with our wrong? What's wrong with being a feminine woman or a masculine man? Amen. It should be nothing. Well, I love it when my sweet little wife looks at me and says, honey, would you get this for me? I'm not 69 years old then, am I? No, no. What is she saying? She's saying, I'm, this might hurt me to do this. I'm not strong enough to do this. You're, you're built differently than me. Would you do this for me, please? And today we would yell, race! Uh, we would have discrimination! We're so crazy. It's, Emma, come on in. Yeah, Coach, Tom, morning. Hey, Tom, I want you and Emma to come with us up there if you can next week. Go ahead. We'll be there. Hey, we'll, we'll talk about women and different things. You know, there's a lot of jobs in the military that women can do, and I'm all for that. But when it comes to jobs like armor, infantry, you know, my son was in Afghanistan. They didn't shower for six weeks. Mm. I don't know any woman who could stay away from the shower for 24 hours. <laughs> and the vagina is an environment-rich for bacteria and infections. Whenever you're in unsanitary environments, you're asking for bad things. So, yep, that's right. And I, I hate to tell you this. When I line up to pull the trigger, I, I want a man beside me, not a woman. I, I'll take a woman if that's all that's there. But that's a man's exactly. job. Hey, hey, yeah. killing is a man's job, boys and girls. Killing is a man's job. Come on in, Betty. Good morning. And I How'd you I- get on? I thought you were out of power. I finally got on my computer. <laughs> Good. I have a generator, but I'm trying to be conservative, you know, because you just don't know how long things last. Right. But it, I'm going to say about sports, uh, too many people have made sports small G God. Yep. You know, 
So, and also, uh, as far as a person being so negative, you know, their self-esteem is so low because they've been cut down all their life. And it took a long time for me to get over that after 10 years of being a no good Isaac, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. um, The truckers in Edmonton, I tell you, I was listening to them last night. They are so uh, well uh, equipped with logs Portageons got a month or more supply of food, and people are still taking truckloads after truckloads up there to join. So I I thank them for doing that. God we're bless. winning, we're winning, Betty. And I invited you next week as well, right? I invited you next week as well, next Wednesday night. And we, uh, Brett already said that I had. Are you bringing Dingo? I asked him, and he said, "Yep, yep, bring Dingo." All right. Carrie <laughs> Madej, folks, you can hear Dr. Carrie Madej. You can hear her for free. All right, if you're if you're in the area and you'd like to come, let me know. I got I got I got a seat for you. Pastor of Pain. Oh, I bet he knows something about weightlifting and women. How you doing, Tom? I'm blessed, brother. How you doing? Good. We uh, over here in the t- the frozen tundra of Fairfield Beach. You got to run over to the hospital real quick and uh, do a visit with somebody that's in need. But uh, I went out to the car. And it's funny, this is the topic today. I looked at the snow, and I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, this this is beautiful. I go, you know, the snow really is beautiful, but it's treacherous. It can mm. be dangerous. And then I laughed and said, a lot like a woman. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, thumbs up on that one out there, boys. I'll drink to that. Go ahead. You got to watch what you say. And that's the strength of femininity. And I think that's. The amazing thing is feminists don't see this, but they're they're wanting to be the dominant sex, but be try, but trying to become like the opposite. And that's that's the amazing thing is they're they're trying to to attribute all the strengths of the opposite sex, the male sex, instead of uh, appropriating the gifts and the power in which God's endued them as a female. Uh-huh. And what we have to realize is that. Um, you know, there's the same worth, the same value, but different function. Right. And that's the same thing as, as we describe here at the Gill Nation is I'm the head of the house. My wife's the head of the home. And, you know, each one will give an account of those things. And, you know, that's that's the thing of two where you were saying about um, low self-esteem. And, and a lot of people deal with that. I've dealt with that. It was part of the reasons I started lifting weights. And sometimes we still keep that little man mentality, no matter how big you get. It's like, I'm still skinny or I'm this or that. And that's why I believe Jesus said in in Scripture where the number one commandment is to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And we know that the second is to love others, love your neighbor as you love yourself, not in a narcissistic way. But to see value in oneself, that God has redeemed you. You've been created in the image of Christ and that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And that's something, you know, um, you know, I get it or I got it, but I'm still getting it. Got it. <laughs> I'm still learning and I have to be careful what I say. I train people all the day and for strength and fitness and stuff. And I hear people literally curse themselves. I can never lose weight. I can never get strength. I can never put on muscle. I can never do this. I'm like, no, wait a minute. You, know, you got to stop. You know, I'm not very strong or you're getting stronger. There's, there's certain words, just like Christ, you know, uh, spoke into existence, let there be light, and there's light. Lazarus, come forth. We've got to, you know, 
allow that spirit man, the Holy Spirit, to rise up within us to speak those things as we ought to speak. And that's the thing. And I just uh, uh, I, kind of a self prayer here for my mother-in-law. She uh, they punctured her intestine doing a colonoscopy, and she's in great pain. And my father-in-law Ooh. called me up and asked me if I could come to the yeah. hospital real quick. And so I'm on you my say, way. And uh, yeah, you probably have a wreck on the way down there, Tom. You'll probably have a wreck. You'll probably slide off the side of the road. You got to be careful. <laughs> probably be a deer run out in front of you, Tom. Right. Here's how here's how we handle that, Coach, and I've always handled it. I love you, Coach, but you know what? I rebuke that in the name of Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I shall what? live and proclaim the name of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. I shall live and not die. So this young girl in Iowa says, I'm not saying any of this to invalidate other female athletes. In fact, my intentions are the opposite. Throughout my life, I've played multiple sports and met a countless number of amazing girls. Determined, hardworking girls with huge goals and big dreams for the future. Girls who put their faith in God and trust that he will reward their efforts. Girls who rely on people like you guys at the uh, uh, Iowa Sports Administration to protect the sports they love and the things that they aspire to achieve. If you try to ignore biological differences, I guarantee you there will be nothing left of women's sports. There'll be no Sydney McLaughlin's, no Serena Williams, no Julia Ertz's, and no Abby Wambach's. Boy, is that ever true. Why? Where are the feminists? Come on in, Michelle. Hey, good, good morning, team. Um, yeah, you know, Apple has a, a pregnant man emoji. Apple. Yep whose symbol is the fall of man. They have a pregnant man emoji. And I know the word inequity, you know, I'm no word scholar, but just breaking that, just in your mind, break that down when inequity was found in him, speaking of Satan, Lucifer, the evil one, whoever, um, instead of celebrating the differences, we now change the standards. um, That's a good point. He There's, wanted to be like God, right? He didn't want to be what he would created to be. He wanted to be like God. And I, I wanted to talk about something else, but I really feel um, led just to share. Someone taught me to pray this way. And so when you're feeling inadequate, you don't, this is what you do. You say, thank you, Lord, for putting me in the right place at the right time. And please put the right words in my mouth at the right time. And continue to prosper me and my family and my heart beats for you and your son, Jesus, my Savior. And that's how you deal with that. Amen. 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 Take, cap- take captive every thought and bring it to the authority of Christ. <laughs> what did Jesus say about it? Amen. Not what did the devil say about it. Not what did the doctor say about it. Not what did your neighbor say about it. Not did, what did Oprah say about it. What does the Lord say about it? And we have to be careful because what goes in, garbage in, garbage out, out of the abundance of the heart, whatever's in the heart is coming out of the mouth. And you have to figure out a way to trap that thing, that thought from getting out of there, out of there. Got to be able to do it. I don't believe in name it, claim it, but I believe there is pet life and death is in the power of the tongue. I believe that. I believe it. Jeff, Jeff, no. Yeah, getting back to women in the military, so to speak, and my first two commands was all male crews. And then I got onto a mixed crew with women on board. Now, I went from a flight deck troubleshooter to below decks into supply. And we, I managed to shop and 
a lot of heavy objects, paper, 200-pound cases of paper, 35-pound cases of paper. We had to go to a storeroom of a certain part of the ship and go down below and pull it up onto the main deck and bring it over and bring it down or up to the shop. Because you were stronger. Because you were stronger. Right. Right. right? Now, the yeah. women. The, the she women couldn't do it. Yeah, the women yeah. I encountered. Oh, I don't want to ruin my manicure. Uh, oh, not, not, folks, not, not only that, folks, not only that, it's even, it's even worse than that, see? It's even worse than that. Because as, as Reggie says, her, uh, her sailor, her hidden sailor language comes out differently. See, I've been trained to not use dirty language around women. Huh? Not in the military. You get in the military, I guess, I suppose at some point, you, they're one of the boys, right? They're just one of the boys. See, with feminism, they can't, the feminists can't even see they've destroyed women. They can't even see it. Reggie, come on in. Good morning, Coach. So I can speak from experience. <clears throat> I was a police officer. And one of the things, looking back, I took a lot to learn how to take the uniform off and permit my husband to be the man. It, 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 uh-huh. it took a lot. But I, you know, I still have some little quirks. But what I wanted to say is what I noticed looking back in retrospect is females being, and I met, I met a, you know, a lot of women that are strong women. I I am a strong woman myself. But what I have noticed is it disrupts the harmony to an extreme, either way you slice it. So there's an imbalance when a woman comes into that type of a a career. So what I noticed is there was an extreme promiscuity within the, the unit always, like I am not exaggerating, or there was an extreme protective mode by the nature of a man, they were felt that they really needed to protect the female cop which also endangered themselves, mm-hmm. or even with the women, they were not feminine. They were not. They were not nice because they were overcompensating to yep. exude that strong yep. persona. Something that they're not. That's right. Exactly. So it it just was the harmony was so imbalanced and unbalanced. It, it just is not a good place. And I people can disagree with me, but personally, that's what I noticed. It just, it, it was, there wasn't, the men didn't know how to behave. They either behaved very vulgar or overprotective or they're just, yep. it just disrupts the harmony. So. Reggie, it's, it's like I had a friend of mine say after he got a divorce, hey, folks, hold your ears, hold your ears. I'm giving you a warning here. Hold your ears. I said, well, you know, what's going on? He said, well, coach, to be honest with you, I got tired of fighting on who got to be on top in bed. I thought, boy, is that is that ever it? Joe Allen, come on in. Just look at this. So you talk about the women and the men on the front line. A bulletproof vest is somewhere from 10 to 20 pounds, depending on what you got on it. A rucksack is anywhere from 65 to 85 pounds. Not counting that you're going to have to carry out a six-pound gun out there on the front line. We look what happened in Iran when the Navy ships were out there and they, the, the Iranians brought in the Navy ships and you had 20 to 30 men and five women and they had the men had to get in front of the women so the Iranians wouldn't do anything to them. Yeah. You guys remember seeing that on TV. Yeah, I do, Joe. I do. So what do you want to have on the front lines? Mm. Joe, I got in trouble uh, coaching one time. I had to talk to a mommy because I told her son to quit playing like a girl. 
I'm telling you the truth. You can't even say that anymore. Stop playing like a girl. Why? Because girls, I hate to tell you this, play should be more feminine than men. And if you're going to be a football player, you ain't going to play like a girl. I'm allowed to say that, aren't I? Come on in, JR. I want to help put things in perspective. When I went to high school, and I'm not going to mention what year, I went to the state track meet. And I was in the broad jump. Excuse the pun, but that's what they called it back then. They called it the that's long right. jump. I, my jump in the broad jump at the state meet would have finished second in the women's Olympic that year. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't even qualify for the finals. Yep. Yep. That's because you... You jump like a broad. That's why, Jim, you jump like a broad. You could qualify. All right. All right. Come on, James. Uh, Jim. Coach, I'm going to apologize. I want to go back to Pastor Payne and just. Uh, you don't have to apologize. Have to just go. Just go back. Pray for his mom uh, against uh, an infection because that's how my father died. He was having a hip replacement or hip surgery. They nicked the intestine, which developed the infection and he that killed him it's extremely painful and hard to control well lord we just think there's no weapon formed against tom's mother-in-law uh no weapon forms going to prosper lord and we just pray that uh uh you be the great physician and you touch her and heal her in jesus name amen i, I had that urge too. Amen. I moved on betty come on amen. back in. Yes, I was going to say when I joined the military, I was strong as an ox. But I was concerned. You weren't as strong as a man. You weren't as strong as a man, Betty. God bless you. Exactly. I was pretty strong for a woman, though. You know, you're right. Can't say that. You can't say that, Betty. You can't say you were strong for a woman. You were just strong. You were just really, really strong. strong. Okay, period. Yep, you're right. You're correct. But anyway, when I joined the military, I was concerned about those crazy men's push ups. So. Because I couldn't do them. I don't know why I just couldn't do them. So anyway, I cheated and I kept my mouth shut. That was during the Carter administration. Well, uh-huh. during Reagan's, they went back to the women's. Well, then Obama come in and diversity and all this other garbage. We went back to the men. Of course, I'd lie again on my sheets. But it seems like whenever a Democrat gets on, they really mess our military up. They do. Well, it's part of uh, It's part it's of the t- Canary Cry Calendar, Rochelle sent this to me. You guys want to know what happened today? February 4th, 2004, Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook. We ought to be in mourning. His anniversary today, 2004, he started Facebook. Actually, it was the CIA. It wasn't, it wasn't Zuckerberg. Real quickly, I'm coming right to you, Jessica. I promise you. Hey, uh, Hunter, no, uh, Mike or Jonathan. Whoever you are, lockdowns didn't work. Go down there to that one for me. Get that thing ready. Come on in, Jessica. I just wanted to share, Coach, that um, I had some very physical jobs in my younger years as well. Um, firefighter, line mechanic, um, aspirin tree service. And the most fulfilling job I've ever had was being a mom and <laughs> being at home yeah. in spite of all of that. And I just have to say that just because a woman can do it 
doesn't mean that she should do it. Amen. We're not saying you can't do it. We are saying you're not physically strong enough to do it to the degree that a man could do. Now, we know this, don't we, Jessica? You probably worked harder than some of the sluggy men that you were around. You were probably more productive at the job than the men were, only because the men weren't acting like men. Right. And I, I had to, I had to develop my own ways of carrying people and things like that because my upper body strength just did not match the men. So they could just pick somebody up and sling That's them right. over their shoulder like that. But I had to devise my own ways just to be able to do what they could do. Amen. That's called science, folks. That's called science and genetics and DNA. That's what that call. That's what they call that right there, folks. Come on, man. How smart are Hang on, Jeff. I'm coming right to you. Look at this, friends. Lockdowns only reduce COVID deaths by 0.2%, a Johns Hopkins study finds. We find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, and limited gatherings have had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. Hey, Vinny, boom! Say that, Vinny. Vinny, say boom! 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 Johns Hopkins, huh? Why, that? they're crazy. That's something Paul Goslin would say. That's something Sherry M- Carrie Madey would say. What's going on here? Brian Stelter better get on top of that one. Jeff Nell, come on in. Well, the political influence of women, women in the military. When I, I flew up to my ship, the Abraham Lincoln CVN-72, I get my first carrier landing. It was cool. But the point is, when I got to my shop, I had to design an information of a woman who was forced through the system to be an F-14 pilot, and she crashed her plane, and she died. And the one in the back got out. And then when I went back to school, he did my business management degree. And guess what? The teacher brought up a movie about the women in the military. It's a segment about her dying. I got to know the information about her. She was not ready, but she was. Of course not. Hey, Jeff, listen, friends. Listen, friends. The battle is and shall remain against the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant male. (laughs) There I said it. Come on in, Dr. Paul. Yeah, I mean, what's the elephant in the room there? Oh, yeah, it uh, may have reduced deaths from COVID, and I don't believe that for a second. But uh, all-cause mortality, I mean, you know, how many people died from the drug abuse of sitting at home, beating their wives, whatever debauchery occurred behind closed doors, loss of a job, depression, suicide, Teenage suicide, friggin' magic. Children, 10-year-old children putting a gun to the head. Oh, yep. come on. Tell me, folks. We're in a God-forsaken evil place right now. Paul, you're a kook. You're a kook, Paul. You're a kook. Paul Goslin's a kook, right? Paul Goslin's a kook. Hey, Paul, I just had a thought. How about I fly you out here to, to meet Dr. Kerry Madej on Wednesday? Can you get out here? I'll put you on a plane. I'll talk to you later about it. Talk to you later. Silver, go ahead. Then Jeff. Coach sucks, Dick. Coach sucks. Yes, he does. See, there you go, David Doctor. 
David, doctor, David, you're a woman, man. You're a woman, and you, you don't even know it, David. Go ahead, Silver. Go ahead, Silver. You know, Coach, I represent the other end of the spectrum as far as women in the military. I know that they're there, but I cannot imagine what goes through the mind of a man on a submarine with women. I can't either. That's just well, mind-blowing to me. Hey, Joe, maybe a guy, a guy like you, but maybe not one of those program guys that's 20 years old. They don't think like you, Joe. They don't think like you. I get it. I'm with you. I mean, it's a war. So, uh, and they're, they're doing that to basically disseminate our military. Yes, sir. Destroy it. They are, brother. <laughs> Amen. I, I'm going to say it again. I want to make, I want to make, uh, right wing watch. The war on America is on the white Anglo Saxon Protestant male. I'm going to say it again. The real war in America is on the white Anglo Saxon Protestant male. Come on in, Jeff, then Rochelle. Coach, I've seen the title yesterday. I haven't read it yet today. And it's that writings by Chuck Baldwin. Some stuff I agree, some I don't. But he had an article yesterday. I read the title. It said, basically, it's comparing the men today to acting like women. But he said, if the pastors in America two years ago would have took the stand like the truckers in yep. Canada done, we'd have had yep. different results. So I'm going to read right. that today. I'll bet it's good. Yeah, yep, that's right. That's right. And by the way, I heard it in my ear. Not really in my ear. I heard it in my spiritual ear. Somebody said Protestant men. Yeah, yes. Hey, folks, if you don't understand that the that uh, the priesthood has been effeminized, if you don't understand that they've already taken over the Catholic Church priests, and they're coming after the Protestant pastors. Amen. Sorry, sorry to step on your toes. Come on in, Rochelle and Julie. Thanks, Coach. Um, I'm pretty sure this study also included several different types of lockdown measures, including masks and, um, you know, six feet apart and all this type of stuff. And what really has uh, been the most defensive to me from the beginning is that mask, and especially on these children. And there's been story after story come out of these little ones now, like from ages of two to four. I mean, these kids... I don't, I think these kids are so messed up at this point. Some of them won't even go anywhere without a mask on. They don't, they don't understand facial recognition. They don't understand behavior patterns. They're, they've been lost for two years because of this mask and social distancing. And some of these moms, I'm hearing them just starting to wake up and they're like, oh, well, we just didn't really know what we were doing to little Johnny. And I don't understand what, what's, (laughs) I just don't understand. It blows my mind. Um, it's all been a farce. We all know this. Um, we do. Anyway, the, also uh, miscarriages and cancer up three hundred percent, and neurological problems up a thousand. All right, we're moving. On. Yeah, I'm moving on. You're, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Julie, get ready. I just saw this. Listen to this line from this. Slide down a second. Uh, uh, who am I talking to? Jonathan. Slide down. Keep going, Jonathan. Take one, one more. Keep going. Stay right there. Stay right there. Whoa, whoa. The study did give partial credit to policies that shut down non-essential businesses, which they concluded could bring down COVID deaths by as rate as much as 10%. But watch! (laughs) The study noted that this was likely related to closing bars. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Have we been? Oh, we've been. Oh, Julie, come on in. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, I got my eyes opened the other day. I went to Jeff's client that took in the garage. I had no idea that Mount Vernon University was opening up to the LG whatever movement. Yep, yep. Mount Vernon Nazarene. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, and my daughter went to college there like six or seven years ago. I was like, I had no idea. You know, I wasn't a Christian. And yeah, so it was like, wow. I just yep. It's everywhere. Jack. Hey, coach, you got to you yep. got to start pronouncing that correctly. It's protestant, not Protestant. It's protestant, not compliant. Uh-huh. OK, protestant. Thank you, Jack, for uh, the protestants. I'm still protestant. Top turf ten. Church. Hi. Um, at one end of the spectrum, uh, you have First Corinthians fourteen thirty four, which pastors and churches steer clear of altogether. And society, along with Christian churches, have devolved to the other end of the spectrum, destroying God's natural order. Right. They have for sure. That's why I said it, and I'm not sorry I said it. Folks, listen. The Catholic Church, the sex scandal in the Catholic Church is not priests having sex with young girls. You do understand that, don't you? Yeah, folks, you do understand that. Doing that which is against nature, against nature. Do you understand that? Do you understand how polluted we have become? You understand? And now we have a priesthood. Who knows? Not every priest. Of course, not every priest. How many of them, how many of them are in there? First of all, are homosexual. And even worse than that, have an affinity for young children. God help us. Pastor Payne. I know you're not one of them, Tom. Come on in. Hey, brother. I tell you what, I was just thinking, listening, you're almost, our quarter's almost up with this cue. And if we were on the sidelines, I would look at you and say, you know what, coach, they're trying to do, the enemy or the opponent? KTW. Kill the will, man. Kill the will, because then you rob the person and you take their hope. And I think here, just before we go into this nice uh, man-made weather patterns and things like that, brother, we need a little uh, timeout, pull the boys over to the side, and give a little bit of why is it important they're trying to kill our will. That's what they do with masks. You see these guys that are big, strapping young guys. They put face diapers on there, you it's know, true. on their faces, they, the, the face diapers. And I'm thinking, buddy, come on, you know. And uh, actually, I told this one guy, and I pray it doesn't offend any of the ladies here for me to say this, but this kid sat down, and he was kind of got a mask on. I said, hey, do you need me to get you a tampon too? And he just kind of looked at me. And he took his mask off. I said, breathe. Breathe. He just smiled and he was like, I said, breathe. See, KTW, they're trying to kill the will, brother. KTW, folks, that's what we, uh, that was a phrase, actually, Tom, I think is one that came up with it back when we were coaching at Fairfield Christian uh, (laughs) Academy. I'm sorry, I couldn't get the word out. And that that, that was a process of killing the will. In other words, friends, you make the other guy quit. You make the other guy quit. How do you win? You make the other guy quit. You kill the will. That's what they're doing to us. It's exactly what they're doing to us, friends. 
They're trying to rip the heart out of us. They're trying to uh, tear out everything upon which we've been built, every foundation upon which we've sent, we've, uh, we've stood. And what's the result of it? I got to say it, Lord, I'll say it, I promise. I got to say it, that because we have, they have, in fact, killed the will of the church, all we can do now is sit around and pray we get evacuated out of here. The final kill the will event. Get me out of here, Lord. It's just too bad, too hard, too dirty down here. I can't work down here. They say bad things about me. It's so rough. I'm so scared. Just get me out. They've killed the will, haven't they? They've killed the will. Hey, if you want to go next Wednesday to hear Dr. Kerry Madey, email me. Let me know. We got a seat for you. God bless us. See you on Monday.